From the Garrison Institute, this is Climate, Mind, and Behavior. I'm Eleanor Bennett. Each episode will explore groundbreaking intersections between climate change resilience, contemplative practice, and human behavior. Jamie Cloud is the founder and president of the Cloud Institute for Sustainability Education in New York City. Jamie writes and publishes and teaches in schools, municipalities, and organizations around the country and in other parts of the world. She is a pioneer of education for sustainability, inspired by the opportunity to promote the new paradigms of children and young people as leaders, and schools and communities learning in partnership for a sustainable future. Jamie has also been an advisor to the Climate, Mind, and Behavior Program. We sat down together to talk about how to move people into action instead of denial and closing down, as well as Jamie's personal journey as a thought leader in the field of sustainability education. I've been studying the state of the planet data since I was 11 years old. So I've been seeing the global system in decline for most of my life. And my only question was always, somewhat like the little boy in the emperor's new clothes story, what about this is not obvious to people? Um, What I discovered is that people don't necessarily connect their thinking and their behavior to the results. And I see that people take responsibility for the difference they make once they understand that they make a difference. And so that's why I became an educator, so that I could help people connect those dots. So what has your experience been with people who are alerted to the full impact of climate change? If they already know a lot about climate change before I meet them, they are depressed and feeling helpless and feeling like there's nothing they can do about it. If all they know is the bad news and the implications of the bad news, you're not inviting people to do anything about it. And that kind of information is scary, and it puts people in the away state or the fear state, as the brain scientists call it. And once you're in the fear state, you're shutting down your neural pathways, so you can't think at all. You just want to run. And so that's the mood they're in. And it's not only the word climate change, but it can be just the word environment that triggers that kind of away state. Can you talk a little bit more about how exactly your work moves people into action instead of denial? Yes. So once we have the conversation about climate change as a symptom of unsustainable behavior, and we talk about what we need to do to not just mitigate the effects of climate change, but actually restore the Earth's climate regulation functions so we can get things back in whack, then there is a way for them to take responsibility for their role in that restoration process. So I like to stay way upstream and explain to people, why are we in this situation? And then once they understand the science of it and the dynamics of it, it's actually relatively simple to say, okay, how much CO2 is is the right amount and how much time do we have to get from where we are today to the goal? And then we give them a design challenge. So if it's children and young people or even if it's adults, we say, okay, so what are we going to do? What, how, what do we need to design differently? What do we need to do differently? 
and then there's tons of great ideas because now they're they're in the what we call the toward state. Now they can be creative and inspired and excited and motivated to take action. So on a personal level, how do you manage your own feelings about all of this? I keep my eye on the prize. What can I do something about? And how can I include a lot of people in the conversation and learning enough about what they need to know so that everybody can take responsibility for it? Because that's the role of an educator is to make sure everybody understands the science, the math, the systems thinking, the system dynamics, so that they can make responsible choices. And so I just stay focused on what to do instead of crying over the spilt milk. I'm a Midwesterner, so uh, we're very practical people. (laughs) The other thing I think that keeps me motivated and keeps me in the toward state is that the children are counting on us, and that's a non-negotiable. Leaving the world better than you found it is the responsibility of every elder generation. So the children, not only do they remind me of my responsibility, but of course they, under the age of 13, all assume we can pull this off and all assume that we've got their back and all assume that there's a way to move toward a sustainable future. And so I like to hang around children and young people who have that kind of creativity and foresight because they are extremely inspired and inspiring. And have you ever found yourself feeling completely overwhelmed? I have been on my knees a couple of times since I was 11, just sort of running out of ideas, mostly how to fund it and how to get people's attention because, you know, definitely the momentum's been going in the other direction and we seemed like such a small voice in such a loud din. But... I didn't really want to give up. I just was out of ideas and I needed a little assistance. And so both times I asked the universe for a sign. You know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because there's a fine line between perseverance and insanity. And, you know, at some point you think, well, maybe I'm not the right person for this job. If I can't figure it out, then maybe somebody else would be better at it. But in both cases, I got the sign. It is my calling, and so I'm sticking with it. So moving into your work with Garrison, why do you think a climate, mind, and behavior program might be useful for social service workers and others whose job is to help people? I think the most rewarding work is when we work with people in challenged situations because they're the ones that get it the quickest. It's not a theoretical exercise for social workers. They are literally trying to sustain their own health, their own ability to thrive, and their own ability to perform really well in extremely challenging circumstances and to be effective with people who are also living extremely challenged lives. And so sustainability in that context is real and very immediate. It's not some sort of long-term aspiration that middle-class people have for their children. This is really about how are we going to turn this problem, this challenging situation we're in, into an opportunity to create value and to thrive over time. So for social workers in particular, they don't see it as an abstract concept. They see it as very real practical tools that they can use to change their lives. And there's something really profound about that. 
And what are your thoughts on connecting skills and contemplative practice with issues like climate change and the work you do in sustainability education? One of the reasons I'm excited to work with the Garrison Institute is that I don't know how to meditate. Contemplative practice is something I want to learn how to do. And I know the brain science behind it, so I know it works. And I think we do need to develop knowledge and skills that are different than what we've got. You know, Einstein said the significant problems we face can't be solved with the same thinking we used to create them in the first place. My intention would be that I have to remain mindful and thoughtful about why the Garrison Institute has done what it's done, what kind of effect it has on people, what are the successes, and what is the value added that I can bring to the conversation. Because we do things differently, but we all have successes. And figuring out how the two can come together and be even more successful together, that's going to be the beauty of it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jamie. To learn more about the Garrison Institute's Climate, Mind, and Behavior program, visit garrisoninstitute.org, where you can also listen to an archived podcast of this show. Join our mailing list and sign up for our monthly email newsletter, delivering the latest research and programs from around the world that promote resilience in a changing climate right to you. Our theme music is composed by Zoe Keating. You can find her music on iTunes or on her website, zoekeating.com. Thank you.